Well, good evening, everyone. Merry Christmas. What a joy it is to say that here this evening. We are so very glad that all of you have joined us for this very special night tonight. For those of you that don't know, my name is Pastor Jake. I have the great honor and the privilege to be pastor here. And uh, it is also my great honor and privilege to welcome you here, uh, to welcome you in the name of our triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Just a couple of notes from myself uh, before we begin tonight's worship. Uh, it is a candlelight service, and so you'll notice that in your bulletin is a, is, are some directions on how to go about doing that. So what is going to happen is, is that myself and another elder are going to walk down this center aisle. One elder is going to walk down that aisle on the outside. Another, uh, another elder is going to walk down the other aisle on the opposite side. And we are going to light the ends... Okay. Um, of the candle of the candles of the people who are sitting on the aisle sides there. Okay, and then all that you do is you just simply light the candle of the person next to you, and so on. And then uh, eventually, very soon, all of the candles in here will be lit. Uh, there is sort of a right and a wrong way to have your candle lit. The wrong way um, is for the person whose lit candle is to dip the candle down. Because what will happen is that person will get a very hot surprise of hot wax. And so we don't want that. Um, and so what will happen is, is that the person whose candle is lit, hold that upright. And then if you are the person whose candle is not lit, like that. Oh, yeah, there we go. Um, if you are the person of the candle who is not lit, please bend your candle towards the lit candle and so on. Hopefully that was as clear as mud. Okay. All right. Uh, it is now my joy and privilege to introduce to you our principal, Mrs. Amanda Menning, and she has just a few words for you as well. I just want to welcome everyone tonight, and on behalf of the school board and all of our school families, we just want to say thank you for joining us, and uh, this is one of the most, the most epic birth ever in the history of all births, and we are just uh, thankful that we can celebrate this with you, and we are very fortunate to be able to offer a Christian education right here at Trinity, and I just want to thank you for your support of our students and in their, uh, in their Christian education and upbringing, and I want to uh, say how much I appreciate being able to partner with you in that. So I think I'm going to give it back to you. Uh, and so with that, it is time for us to begin.
Please stand. We begin this evening in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. We are here to celebrate the birth of God's Son. Jesus was no ordinary baby. He was God and man. He came, to fulfill the, he came to fulfill the promises God gave to his people. Jesus taught the people about the love of the Father. Jesus died on a cross for our sin. Jesus rose from the dead to give us new life. In Jesus, we are free, redeemed children of God. We can love God. We can love others. Thank you, God, for sending Jesus as our Savior now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. Let us pray. 
Loving Father, thank you for this night and for all that it means. Thank you for the hope that you give, the peace that you bring, the love that you pour out, and the joy that you offer. We praise you most of all for Jesus, your word made flesh. May he always light our way as the holy star lit the way for the wise men. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this evening from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. We talked this morning in worship about how personal that this holiday is and how personal that Christmas is. I want to read to you both from the Gospel of Matthew and the Gospel of Luke, both of which have the birth narrative of Jesus. And I want you to listen specifically for just how personal that the gospel writers write. The first one says, this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Also from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, this is right after Jesus has been born, and the account of the words... To the shepherds. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks by night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in claws and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us. About. There are two phrases in both of these two gospel texts that I want us to pay particular attention to. The first one from Matthew chapter 1. His name shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. Just this last week, I was reading an account of two twins, two twin girls that were born. 
And the one twin was doing very well, much better, in fact, than her sister. But the other twin was not doing well. And her health was just getting worse and worse and worse. The nurses and the doctors had tried everything that they possibly could, everything that they had learned in medical school, everything that they could read for which to treat this infant, this brand new baby, whose health was just getting worse by the hour. Until finally, one of the nurses who was put in charge of these two twins finally did something that was literally out of hospital protocol. You see, in cases like this, you're not supposed to put the babies back together for fear that the one baby who was not doing well would get sick or get infected by something. I'm sorry, that the, for the one baby who is doing well would not get sick or infected by something from, from which the baby that is not doing so well has. But this nurse had no other choice. She had no other option. And so she broke hospital protocol and she put the two babies with one another again. And there's this, if you were to look it up online, there's this really neat picture of the one healthy twin and her arm is wrapped around her sister. And wouldn't you know it? The twin sister, whose health was not very good, her health got better. And it got better, and it got better every single day. Why? Because she was once again with her sister. And that connection that they had, the warmth that they were able to share, made her healthy. And now, today, they are two very healthy girls living a very healthy and happy and normal life. God with us. Jesus with us. The Father with us. The Holy Spirit with us. For as the Son says, apart from me, you can do nothing. And then also from Luke chapter 2, and to you a Savior has been born. It is these words that really get at the heart of of Christmas, because it is extremely personal. In these words, it gets to the answer of the question of why. Why did Jesus come? And believe me when I tell you that Jesus did not come for his own benefit. I was reading a quote just the other day from the author C.S. Lewis, and he says this. He says, if you want to get the hang of what it's like to be God and become born to a woman, if you want to get the hang of it, think of how you would like to become a slug. God didn't become less. He didn't come here to earth so that he could benefit from it. He came here to earth so that you could and would benefit from it. Again, A Savior has been born to you. Listen again to these words from Matthew chapter 1. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call his name Emmanuel, which means God with 
us. If you will recall the day that Jesus was crucified and died, at the very moment for which Jesus breathes his last, it is said that the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And the reason for that was because God no longer lived in the temple. He no longer lived in the Holy of Holies. No, rather, according to Revelation chapter 21, the dwelling place of God is with us. You see, he lives here now. He lives inside of you. In 1530, Martin Luther preached a sermon on Christmas afternoon. And he talks about these two very important truths. And he says this. Therefore, he says, this is the chief article which separates us from all of the heathen. That you, O man, may not only learn that Christ, born of the Virgin, is the Lord and Savior. But also accept the fact that he is your Lord and Savior. That you may be able to boast in your heart, he was born for me. For this is what the angel said, to you is born the Savior. Jesus has been born to you. You, the divorced. You, the widow. You, who are lonely. You, who is sick, you who is dying, you who is hurt, you who is haunted by your past, you who is frightened for your future, you, the unsure of Jesus, you, the one who perhaps hasn't been to church since this day last year. You see, that is the personal touch of Christmas. Given to us by a personal God, our personal God, God with us. That Jesus has not only been born as the Savior, but he has been born as your Lord and Savior. And so if this time of the year is difficult for you because of the loss of a loved one, Jesus has been born to you. If you came here this evening burdened by a heavy sin that has been weighing on you or burdened by your relationship with God himself, Jesus has been born to you. Or perhaps if this is your first time in church in a year or longer, Jesus is here to tell you, welcome back. I don't care how long that it's been. I came here for you, and I am here for you now and always. You shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. For to you this day a Savior has been born. He is Christ the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. At this time, we collect our offering.
parents parents know and appreciate the gift of an uneventful night, a silent night. Children also know the joy of sweet, pleasant sleep. It's a gift God gives us, as the psalmist proclaims, God gives to his beloved sleep. Psalm 127, verse 2. God gave us an even more wonderful gift on a silent night over 2,000 years ago, a baby born in the city of David, our Savior Christ the Lord. Let's ask the children to tell us about everything that led up to that special night, a silent night, a holy night. The news about Jesus' birth first came to Mary, a young woman who lived in the town of Nazareth about 2,000 years ago. The angel Gabriel first visited Mary to deliver the good news that she would be the mother of the Savior. afraid. She listened very carefully to what the angel said. You will have a baby. Jesus, God's own son, he will be the savior sent for everyone. Mary then was happy. Are you happy too? God, you see sent Jesus down to earth for you.
This was a very special holy day for Mary. When the angel appeared, he said, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the Son of God. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign in the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom there will be no end. How will this be since I am a virgin? The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. For nothing will be impossible with God. Behold, I am a servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. An angel also visited Mary's husband-to-be to tell him about Jesus. Here's what happened. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fail to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Matthew 1, 20, 21. He didn't know what to do. Mary was going to have a baby. What should he do? Finally, Joseph went to sleep. Joseph, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, the angel said. This baby is from the Holy Spirit. This baby is a boy, Joseph. Name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Joseph woke up and did what the angel said. By grace, Joseph believed God and trusted the angel's words.
One silent night, one holy night, God sent a babe his pure delight. God's One silent night, one holy night, God sent a babe his pure delight. God's own son came from above to show the world his truth and love. Listen, watch, hear, and see how God sent a Savior for you and me. From Caesar made a great degree to set a tax, he made a plea that every person should be tallied at their ancestral homes they rallied. So step by step and mile by mile went Joseph home for just a while, and pregnant Mary went with him, arriving late in Bethlehem. They took this table offered then, for the inns were filled with other men. Then to them a babe was born that night, right in that stable. What a sight. Named Jesus, as the angel said, in hay so sweet they laid his head. Listen, watch, Hear and see how God sent a Savior for you and me.
angel shining bright told news to shepherds late at night. In in David's city, born this day, a Savior sleeps upon some hay. This will be a sign for you. In Bethlehem, you'll find this clue. A baby wrapped in swaddling cloth and lying in a feeding trough. song then filled the air.
And the shepherds ran to see this thing and found that babe, the newborn king. They told the news to one and all of God's son in the manger stall. Then they returned to flocks and herds, so glad for all they'd seen and heard. And Mary pondered deep within, reflecting on those treasured things. Her son would die, suffer, and then would win salvation for all men. Thanks to God for our Savior's birth, for sending Jesus to the earth. In him our sins are all forgiving, forgiven, granting us life now and in heaven. Thank you for sending us your Son and our Savior, Jesus. Thank you for all you have done and continue to do for us in his name. For forgiveness of sin and for joy, peace, hope, and all spiritual blessings, we give you thanks. Fill our hearts with love for you and for others. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please stand. And now may the Lord, who will always pursue you, bless and keep you in his Christmas grace. With the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you now and forever. Amen.